Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're so glad to be with you today because we are in the air, in the Alps, actually, I should say. We are in Switzerland, which is really fun. We've been on the road, on the plane, and now we are in the most gorgeous spot in the world. We are so excited to be here with our Well, the family. irony is we, le- we, we left Utah three or four days ago in the midst of an enormous snowstorm that many of you were part of. And we thought, let's go to, let's go to the Swiss Alps and get away from the snow. Because it had <laughs> snowed and snowed and snowed. So here we are today and snow is just falling right here where we are. <laughs> but we left when our snowplow was covered with snow. All of our roads were covered with snow. We had a guy helping us get in our driveway, and that is the only way to get into our house at Park City. And we just thought we were home free. We're going to go to Switzerland, get out of the snow, and here we are. Now, Linda, why are we better explain? Why are we? Did we just randomly come to the Swiss Alps? Well, if you've been listening for a long time, (laughs) you know that we have a beautiful family here in Switzerland. It's uh, just south of Zurich, about an hour and a half, and it is so spectacular. Our son Talmage lives here. Tal married a wonderful Swiss woman, and they have made their home here, and we get over as often as we can to see them and catch up on them and on their wonderful daughter, Anina. And so we're having a great time. We went on a long hike today into the forest here in the Alps. It, it's the it's the county or the canton of Graubünden. For you who know Switzerland, it's in the, the south. It's close to Italy. And it yeah. is just a beautiful place. It's near Davos, where Davos has become famous for the conference that's held there the every year. Say, but anyway. However you say and, it. And uh, we are just above Flims, where Anita, our daughter-in-law, grew up. And so they are happy to be here, too. They brought her back home. She's here with her her family, brother and sister, and her father just passed away this year, but his, her mother is still doing well. And we are so excited to spend Easter with them. And you know what's interesting? We're in, we're in what they call, we smile every time we say this, they call it their hut. Because the tradition in certain parts of Europe, as many of you know, is if you have a second home, it's it's probably not a mansion or a ski lodge or a, a house that rivals your your first home. It's it's what some people call a DACA. It's a it's it, the idea is to get rural. The idea is to get away from urban life and to to live in the woods or in the mountains or at the sea or whatever. And so a lot of the the huts or dockas don't intentionally don't have heating even or don't have running water. They're 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 like a, a place to camp out. And Tal and Anita have had this beautiful place on the side of a ski hill for years, and it was a really rustic hut. But they've updated it a little enough that we actually enjoy staying here now. Oh, updated a little. <laughs> they have put more into this house than most people would put in but a new home. But it's still somehow beautiful it's and so small. Beautiful. It fits into the mountains. So Swiss, and there's windows everywhere, so you can see out. There now, yeah. Then used to every have every side. We're sitting back in a little back room that is added on, and it is just absolutely delightful. 
the heated floors, running water, and you refrigerator, know, everything. We won't spend, we're going to get to the subject of the day really soon, which is on gratitude. On We're back to the gratitude journal on the first week of the month, as we always do on ours on the road. But one more quick thing. Uh, I don't know why this is on my mind, but we went on a hike today through the forest. And, and a Swiss forest is very different than an alpine North American Rocky Mountain forest. Yeah, it is. There's there's more moss, Linda. There's more oh. lichen. There's more sort of soft grass growing everywhere. The trees are somehow softer and furrier. I mean, that's because there's more rain. I mean, it's just... Right. It's a different experience, and uh, it's really, really beautiful. So it is astonishing. I mean, beautiful thick mats of ferns that are still haven't come up yet, and and lots of hillsides that actually are green. Not maybe so much up here, but down in the city, there everything's green and beautiful. Yeah. But they can come up here and just feel like they're isolated. Oh, it is so beautiful. Think. Well, but this has improved since then. But think Heidi's grandfather, for those of you who have ever read Heidi up on the mountain. Oh, this is, is this is the region where Heidi Heidi's the Heidi story occurs. Story. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Swiss Alps. Anyway, it is the first part of April, and we are as committed as ever to the idea of gratitude journals. Again, remind you of our little standing quote. Gratitude is not a path to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most obtainable form. And as many of you know, first week of the month, we always try to shift gears a little bit and to say, how do we make entries in our gratitude journal this month that are a little special, that have a little different twist, a little a new perspective on, on gratitude? And the one for April is really an interesting one, honey, because it's what I often think of as the other side of being grateful. Like in like in prayers, you know, children are taught the two main parts of prayer. Uh, of prayer, first you say thank you to God for what He's given you for your blessings, and then second you you ask God for the things you feel that you need. But we'd like to explore the idea that those two things are not opposites. They're really very closely tied together because how grateful you are often determines what you will or won't ask for. And so we are going to challenge you this month to, instead of writing something you're grateful for each day in your gratitude journal, we're going to challenge you to write a couple of things that you have asked for that day, not in the sense of, oh, I want more, I'm greedy, I, I, I need more, and I'm not satisfied, not in that sense at all, but in the sense that what we ask God for and what we ask our friends or our family for largely is a reflection of who we are and, and of what we're grateful for. That'll, that'll make more sense to you as we go along. Well, it occurs to me that asking is important during a prayer, not just for things you need or that you want, but asking how you can help a child. How you can how help, you a, can help a the person situation indeed, right. worked out. How, if there's something upsetting you, how can I work this out? And then just listen. And it's amazing. It has it within you. But uh, that, that answer often just flows into you if you're just 
focusing on what can I do about this? Well, that's that's exact. That's well said, and that's what I was trying to say. That asking is really the other side of the coin of being thankful, and oftentimes. When we are thankful, it reveals to us what we should ask for and vice versa. Let us read you a little bit of poetry that that tries to express that thought leading up to this challenge we're going to give you to, to actually keep track of some of the things that you're asking for, not only from God, but from other people during this wonderful month of April. Okay, <laughs> so... Here we go. We'll we'll alternate paragraphs here or stanzas, and we'll stop a little and comment on some of these. So, Linda, will start. If you are a parent, you want your children to ask, because the more they ask, the more likely they will be to receive what you give. And that is that's something to really think about. That I mean, a lot of a lot of parents, if if you had one wish, it's that your children would ask you more, because if they ask for your advice or they ask what they should do, or they ask for your help on on things that are meaningful. I mean, they're always asking oh for food goodness. or for... Oh, Mary's, can I do this? Yeah. Can I do that? And the, that's not what we mean. Yeah, the, the, the deeper asking is is the, the fondest desire of our hearts as parents. So let's go on. Um, And a wise child learns that to ask is to praise, which prompts the parent to give more. I actually think some children figure that out that if they'll if they'll say daddy what do you think I should do or mom give me some advice or I you know so much more than I do help me with this that's the most sincere form that of praise that a child can give to a parent and it really opens up you know if your parents going to lecture you on something that's one thing but if you've asked a question and the parent is responding that's a lot easier for the parent and for the child right, right? exactly so let's go on going on the same equation and chemistry applies with the parent that we call god and what foolish child wouldn't avail himself of the source of exploding sunsets in other words we have those who are believers in God, believers in a supreme being, have been asked by that supreme being to ask him or to ask that God, and that God is the source of everything to a religious person. So what an invitation. What foolish child would not avail himself of the source of exploding sunsets, the source of everything, in other words. Right. Right. I love exploding sunsets. That's a great image. Anyway, asking is not the opposite of thanksgiving. It is the complement and the other half of the formula. Christ always coupled the equation, ask and receive. And I've told this story before on Irons on the Road, but I'll, I'll reiterate it briefly of, one time when I was leading, one time when Linda and I were in England, and our job was to supervise 250 young missionaries, one of them one day, who was kind of a quantitative, very sort of <laughs> studious, what we'd call today a nerd, although I don't think we had those words then, said to me, what do you think is the most frequent admonition in the entire scriptures in all the scriptures and i'm like this is the kind of question this this young man would ask and i'm like gee i don't know 
maybe I would guess it's something to do with love. I would guess the main admonition from God is that we we love. And he said, well, that's number two. <laughs> he had actually done a study and he had concluded that the most frequent admonition God gives to man is that we ask, ask, yeah. ask, yeah. and you shall receive. And his theory, which I think it was very mature and, and quite wise for a young man to say was, that's because if we ask God, then he can give us whatever he wants without violating our agency. In other words, if we believe God put us here on the earth to figure things out for ourselves and to have agency, to have freedom, and to have choice, then when we ask God for something, he can give us a blessing without imposing it on us, without us asking or imposing on our agency. So, that's one theory, that, that that's why God so often asks us to ask. But the more important point is, why wouldn't we ask if that's the invitation from God? And how thoughtful can we be in what we ask God for? Well, I think sometimes we, why wouldn't we ask? Because we don't think about it. Yeah. I mean, we think, I can solve this. I can figure this out. I can, I can make this work. Um, but... Gosh, there's just so much wisdom in asking God in a prayer or coming in contact with a higher power that can help you, uh, help something settle on you that makes you realize that this is the right way to go. You can call it meditation. You can call it whatever you like, whatever works for you. But it is amazing what happens when you just stop and be still and ask the answers just permeate. So going on with a little more of this thought in, in verse form, um, in his universe, in other words, in God's universe, and it is his, there is agency. And since that is his gift, he does not violate it. If he were to take the initiative and simply give us all that he knows we need and what he would like to give, which is everything he has, it would pilfer our agency and leave us as dependent dole dwellers. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> He'd be doling out things that on his initiative rather than ours. So he commands ask because that is our initiative. And the exercise of our agency leaves him free to give without robbing and to enrich our lives without impoverishing our will. That's good. So some say, don't ask for too much. Don't ask for too much. We say, ask more and ask for more, because that is what God says repeatedly in Holy Writ. Ask may be the most frequently repeated admonition in all of Scripture. This young man I told about said that it was. In redundancy, there is a way of drumming its necessity. If we ask, and it is the wrong thing we're asking for, prayer is self-correcting, and we will feel that we should ask for something more appropriate. And that's important. Well, because I was just thinking of asking 
Um, oh, because of our greatest, it could become our greatest eternal embarrassment. You're right. If we ask like, for the wrong I thing. I really want this car. I really, really want it. Could it be red? Please, you know, that's just not going to work. If you're asking for something really deeply troubling you or deeply uh, sensitive, I'm sure that the answers are going to be different. We're, we're out of time for the first half. Let's take a brief break. We're going to come back and expand this idea of asking and of what we want you to write in your gratitude journals this month, right after a brief break. And we're going to have a special surprise guest in the second half. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about the other side of gratitude in our journals, the idea of asking. And we're just going to finish um, reading a little poem to you and comment on it. And then we're going to introduce a special guest. Okay, we're talking about um, asking. But some children asking constantly prompt a parent to start saying no. Is it the same with God or is the is there a built-in reroute switch that circles our prayer back and alters and adjusts it, causing us to ask just what he wants us to? That's what I, I really believe that, that there's no danger in asking for too much if it's in sincere prayer because prayer is self-correcting and you'll start feeling, oh, that's something I should do for myself or that's something that's unworthy of asking God for, and we'll, we'll readjust what we say. And so it will cause us to ask ultimately what he wants us to ask, unlocking the very door he wants us to pass through. Almost always a surprise, and almost always, at least with later perspective, better than the thing we were asking for. Sometimes the best way to start is just to sit still. Cup your face and relish the answers. Be a God or one of his parent children. There are some things no one gets tired of being asked. Advice, opinion, input, suggestions, honest questions. If asking, is asking a weak, an admission of need or dependency? Like if I have to ask directions, it admits, it admits I'm lost. No, it is the strong, honest, humble vulnerability that invites love. So that sometimes when we pray, our hearts know where we are heard as though a hole opened into heaven. Anyway, you get the idea. And now we're going to give you this challenge and then we're going to expand it a little. Okay. Here's the challenge for your gratitude journal during the month of April. The challenge is this month, practice asking, practice the creative formulation of a good question. Ask someone something every day this month. And in answer, ask for one thing you truly think you need in prayer. Write each day's mortal and divine question in this book. Or in your gratitude journal. Along with the answers you receive, notice the improvement in questions and answers by the end of the month. Question asking is really an art. And 
If you will do what we're going to do this month, every day, just one thing we ask of someone else, one question we asked of another human, and one question we asked of God, just write them down. You don't have to have the answers right away, but what were your questions? One little question for another person, one question to God. And during the month of April, just see what happens in your prayers and in your interactions. Now, asking questions to other people is a window into their soul. And we happen to have a son who's the reason we're in Switzerland. <laughs> Along with his wife and daughter. <laughs> who, we, who we think is pretty much a master of asking good questions. And so Talmadge or Tal, what would be your thought on the relation of people's stories to the word question and on how you get them to tell you a little of their story? Well, thank you for having me on. It's great to see these two here on the podcast. I wish you could all see them as well. And the, <laughs> the, the biggest thing for me is I look at my 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 father and my mother and I think that's where I learned how to ask questions because growing up I saw them asking questions to anybody we met any anybody at the from the gas station to <laughs> a, a a friend at dinner or some random person on the street and i think that you learn those things i learned a different kind of questioning from my dad than my mom and um i definitely employ those things that i learned in my life quite a bit and so when when you asked dad about stories I love stories. I love, I think every day is a story in our lives. Every hour could be a story, every um, year, every decade, whatever. And our lives to me are stories and without ourselves. And basically, um, one of the best ways to, to do that is to ask questions and be open to the answers. And so what I mean by that is if I have a life story, then everyone else has a life story. Really? And it's so fascinating to think, look at somebody that you're sitting at dinner with or that you're just meeting for the first time and think, what is their story? Yeah. And and the questions come because you're thinking about that. You're trying to find out who they are and what their story is and people like that and it becomes much more interesting than if we just want to talk about ourselves you know what strikes me when you said that tell it's really it's it's the question you ask yourself in other words if you're really interested enough in that person to want to know their story you will ask them very natural and very good questions they won't be artificial if, if there's genuine if you're like i really would like to know more about this person that will lead to all kinds of very authentic questions. Yes, and people feel that. They yeah. feel it all the time. I, I just remember my mom doing, doing this so well so many times. You can feel that she really cares about these questions she's asking. Yeah, it's not perfunctory. She's actually yes. wanting to know. And then, and then and it's a weird thing, but it makes people more impressed than if you were to say, ah, yeah, let you me know, tell you about myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, now, gosh. Well, and we got Linda sitting right in here in between us, but we both were doing ad admiration on mom, Tal, because 
usually when we're on planes, I sit in the aisle, Linda sits in the middle seat, and so there's always someone on the other side of her. And by the time we're there, she knows their life story. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you would say that because we just over this long plane ride for eight hours. And the woman on the other side of you, you started asking her questions and she, her life was astonishing. She had, yeah. oh she said, gosh. oh, I'm 70 years old, but I've fostered like 240 kids in my life. And I adopted, adopted one. Through, and yeah, so and I've so had exchange students. And, and now we're going to visit our exchange student because we just love every one of them. And they're just all so awesome. And then the lady on the other side of me was incredible because they started talking to her a little bit and she said oh yeah well i have six kids and then we adopted one and then we fostered quite a few people too and i'm like wait a second yeah but her story was entirely different she had such a sad life her husband had left her he was unfaithful and then i everything just crumbled and the story was just spiring down i just thought oh my goodness everybody has the most amazing story and it's just the opposite stories on each side of us nice. but what an interesting thing and okay, case in point you guys hear it from the master right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> learned so now and i are agreeing she's the, the oh, master now you are really good at it and you have a way of making people feel like you're very, very interested in them. And I, I don't think it's, it's not a technique. It's, it's that you can't fake it. If you are interested, then, then you will show it. And, and I like what you said, tell about, you know, one of the things we did try to do as a family when we were all together is, you know, sort of talk to everyone and, and some were better than others. And I remember we had that little, motto that kind of evolved like talk to everyone even if they're or weird weird or strange <laughs> yes 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 and and i i just have to add a couple of nuances to that it's different in different cultures yeah uh in yeah. europe where we live um if you're it's not quite as outgoing of a, of a culture and you can be off-putting if you get too right. um if you get too into questions that are a little bit more personal yeah, yeah, yeah. and also um it's just it's just it, it has to do with the type of person and the personality um and, and also the culture so you can kind of nuance it as you go but still showing interest in the ways that are appropriate is, is great and that's why this is such a simple but useful little challenge to just you, you may ask several questions during the day, but by the end of the day, jot down one question you asked that day that was interesting or that you did find out something. And uh, I'm a little curious, Telly, you said earlier, um, you learned a different type of questions from mom and from me. And I'm wondering. Ah, sure, I'm sure. I'm wondering yes, about yes, that. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, mom is exceptionally good at um, the sort of baseline questions so she'll ask the grandkids these questions about how how are you doing in your life who's your best friend right now how, yeah. how are these things going and i think that that is a skill in itself it's sort of this um this starting a conversation with people and then dad's questions are tend to be um maybe a little bit more like uh the overall what is the what is what is what is the what's world? the meaning of life <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the meaning of life <laughs> and, and and then and then mom they, they can switch places and do the the opposite but i think that would be the the baseline <laughs> yeah um so are you on your what you said earlier tal are there some situations in some cultures where really 
you really can't ask much of anything or is it just you have to be a little more careful how you phrase the question i mean some people think a question is an invasion of their privacy basically yes yes and people get thrown off by that especially living here in europe it's a i've just read a book about how emotions between people are so different uh in different cultures and it, it's very strong in in a lot of European countries where if you came in as as hard and fast as as you would in the United States uh, asking questions to people, they would be very off put. They, they wouldn't know where you're what going you with that. Yeah, why why are you doing that? It's just not it's not a, as normal of a situation. So you just have to look at it in different yeah. ways here, yeah. but you could still do it. It's just, uh, yeah. You know, even, you know, I just think it's so interesting to be in an elevator full of people and you just think everybody in here has a story. I, I wish I had time to learn it. Maybe I'd be yeah. putting well, the elevator in. stopped and was inoperable for a while. So it you, was you a fire. And you stopped having, <laughs> you could really get to know those people, but it is just fascinating to me in a huge crowd. Just think around every person has a story. And I used to think as a child that there were a lot of wicked people in the world, you know, and it kind of, mm-hmm. when I was a little worried yeah. me about going, but now I just think most everyone is beautiful and most everyone has a beautiful story even if it has ups and downs and so on there are so many interesting stories in the world you get everyone thinking about that mom you really do (laughs) i don't even if i don't ask them it is just fascinating to me i would love to just have an hour with everybody in that (laughs) and then just especially in this time when everyone's on their phones they're, they're, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the moment you sit down and you look at your phone it's like a muscle memory but uh we i think we need to break out of that and and start channeling our in, inner linda Iyer here and just oh, yeah. ask questions because it opens things up to learning about other people and it's great you see that with kids that that's why you parents who we know are the core of our listening audience have some times when the phones are not in in your hands or the kids' hands. I mean, you know, you see, you we we occasionally see a group of teenagers and they're all together and they're all on their phone. They're not even asking questions to each other, you know. And so, finding the time for those personal ones. And let, let's swing back in the minute we have remaining and end on the spiritual note. Um, I don't think we 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 don't want to go any we we don't want to give you a bunch of sample questions you could ask people or a bunch of types of questions you could ask God in prayer. That's the challenge for the month of April is work your way into it progressively by keeping track of one question to each every day and seeing how those evolve as the month goes on. The point is thinking about what you are curious about and what you need help with, and being vulnerable enough to ask for help from people you think could give you that help, or from God who can always give you that help if if, if it's the right question at the right time. So um, that's my final thought, and what about you two? Well, I just think questions is, asking a question is magic anywhere with any person that you are, and even if they are a little bit offended, you know, you can feel if they're like, back but um i think it's just magic asking a question that you're sincerely wanting to know about a person when you're with them whether you've ever met them or whether you know them really well it is just such a good conversation starter and i think that's one of the most important things you can do is 
make them feel that you really are interested in in them and their lives and what has happened. And it's just because you learn so much. You learn so much. I learned so much from those two women on each side of me. Yeah. I said, wait, what happened? I want to know what happened. What happened in this in both these cases? But anyway, um, that's our challenge this week. Cal, any last thoughts? Just amen. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we're glad to have you. We, we wish you could all know Tal better, and maybe you will at some point in your life if you're lucky. Final thought in signing off. What I mean by your prayers will evolve and your questions will evolve. I think all of you, this will ring true to everyone. When you're really thinking about what you're asking in prayer, your prayers will move steadily from asking for things for yourself and your own needs to asking, how can I help someone else? And that's the, that's the maturity of, of prayers and of asking. So try it in your journal for the month. We're excited to have been with you and ask a question every day. We wish you the very best. See you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye till then. 